new Uncle Tyler. People don't know how to pick stocks, and and most of the time I don't know how to pick stocks. I'm Honestly, guys, this is take number three. We're having a lot of difficulties, so let's get this started. First and foremost, just want to say thank you guys for watching my last video. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for the subscribers. If you guys haven't subscribed, you're breaking my heart. So press that subscribe button. Leave some feedback for me to get better, what you guys want to see, what questions I can answer for you guys. And now this is the first episode of my brand new show, Agent 2029. Today's first episode, I'm going to talk about some questions that I believe that beginning investors might have on how to start. So, first and foremost, I just want to say I'm from Omaha, Nebraska, which is the home of the Oracle of Omaha, Warren Buffett, who's an all-time great investor. So, I studied a lot of Warren Buffett, and he's had a huge influence on how I invest. Of course, I have little tweaks of what I do, but let's get started into these questions. So, question number one, how much money do you need to start investing? How much money do you need to start investing? I'm going to show you my account when I first started investing. When I first started investing, let's see, I started with $32.87 as a deposit. And then $33.48, and then you got this outlier of $100. But then, keeps growing up. Like I said, $23. And then I even started investing with $12.46. There's stocks that you can buy for that cheap, for sure. But, so don't let it be scary when you see Amazon, Google, or AutoZone price. Because it's possible. You gotta, people have at least $20 to invest. But, let's say you don't have $20 to invest. You're in luck, buddy. You need as little as $1 now to start investing. To start getting your feet wet into the stock market. Because now you got fractional shares. That Robinhood and a lot of companies are starting to get behind. So you got the low cost of entry. So let's say you can't own one share of Amazon. You'll have enough money to own one share of Amazon, which is $1,869.80. I remember how long it took me to save up $700 just to buy one share of Amazon. Or let's say you can't buy Alphabet, aka Google, for $1,354 or AutoZone for $1,202. But now you're in luck. For as little as a dollar, you can own a fraction of one of these companies. To get your feet wet, test it out, you're not risking as much money. So, with the cost of entry being so low, you guys have no excuses on not investing. You can't say, oh, I don't have enough money. Yes, you have a dollar. Don't buy that Snickers bar. Don't buy that fountain drink. Invest. Test the waters. And stop being scared. 
So, once again, answer the question, how much money do you need to start investing? One dollar is the answer to that. One dollar. How do you know what to invest in? So, like I said, I listen to a lot of Warren Buffett. And Warren Buffett, he invests in things that he knows. He doesn't invest in anything that he doesn't know, which means that he misses out on a lot of opportunities on certain things. He was late to the party on investing in Apple, late to the party on investing in Amazon. But that's because he didn't understand all those technology companies. So his, his area happens to be financials and banks and consumer goods like Kraft Heinz or furniture stores, whatever in sector that would be. Home improvement, I guess that would be. But he focuses on his, the area that he knows. Like I focus on SaaS companies and technology companies because I understand how those companies make money and I understand the ins and outs of those companies. I understand when the CEOs are talking about certain things, I know what they're talking about. So I say that to say only invest in things that you know. Only invest in, let's say you buy a lot of Amazon or Ulta or you buy a lot of Home Depot stuff or Facebook or, you know, the ins and outs of Verizon. Buy shares of those companies that you know the ins and outs of. And, of course, you then you'll have to understand the numbers and that comes with knowing the ins and outs of the company. And then you have to keep up to date with the news about those companies and the earnings reports and stuff like that. So you need, there's levels to that, but you, the first step is knowing the ins and outs of the companies. You'll need to know why am I buying this company or the share of this company. And if something changes, how do I know when to sell it? But let's say you don't have enough time because you work 60 hours a week. You got two jobs, a kid, etc. So you need, so you don't have the time to keep up to date with the news and watch your business channel because it's boring, which I'm here to try not to make that sound boring. But there's this thing, you're in luck. There's these things called ETFs now where you can invest in like, like a VTI. Stock temperature symbol is VTI called Vanguard Total Stock Market for as little. You can invest now for $163.53, but let's say you took $105.92 back in 2015 and invested that for one share. But So now that goes up along with the stock market that is up 53% over the last five years. So you make $56.87 off of that one share. So, and, and you would not need to keep up with any news. And unless you are banking against America failing, then you should own a index fund or an ETF of the total stock market, I feel. I own a, a couple shares of the total stock market because I don't believe America is failing anytime soon. But let's say... You're not interested in owning the total stock market. There's other ETFs. You're in luck. Let's say you're interested in technology. There's ETFs for the whole technology sector. 
let's say you're interested in energy there's a whole ETF for energy if you think of anything there's an ETF for it so if you don't want to invest in individual companies you don't have the time invest in ETFs index funds anything like that so my answer is that question on what to invest in but and also you have to know your risk tolerance you have to know oh do I invest in a growth company or a dividend company and I'm gonna explain the difference between the two right now so if you're watching on YouTube you can see that I just pulled up a chart that explains the differences between the two so a dividend stock offers stability and consistent cash flow while growth stock offers higher returns in are normally for investors who do not currently need money. Dividend stocks are less volatile, volatile means up and down, huge swings, and are for investors who have less risk tolerance. So if you're close to retiring or you're just trying to save up for retirement, I would recommend a dividend stock because you don't get those major swings of up and down. And as a growth stock, growth stocks are very volatile and very risky. There's major swings in growth stocks, or could be major swings in growth stocks. Those are for investors who are risk seekers. For me, I have a combination of both into in my portfolio at the moment. Investors investing in dividend stock usually fall under value investing method, which is what Warren Buffett is considered. And then investors who invest for capital appreciation fall under growth investing. I, for me, I would recommend people that are young to invest in riskier stocks because you never know what might happen. You have a lot of life to live. So why tuck all your chips in? Why fold your card when you, you have the nicest hand? Put it all in. Put it all in. So then you get the upside to dividend stocks are both capital appreciation and cash flows and the upside of growth stocks is only capital appreciation. The type of companies, dividend paying stocks are usually established companies, companies that have been around for a while who can predict their cash flows and can also increase the share they return their investors from their profit. But growth stock, growth stock companies are usually less established. They invest all the profits in the company and are still in the growing phase. I'll show you guys examples of those two coming up. And then performance in the bear market. A bear market is when the stock market is down 30% or more. I believe that's the definition of it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Please that in the comments if I'm wrong about that. Dividend stocks usually perform even in the bear market as they consistently pay dividends even if there are no capital appreciation. Dividend companies, they incentivize people to invest in them because they pay you money for having them. Growth stocks, on the opposite hand, perform, poor, perform poorly in bear markets as the stock price tumbles down and investors also do not receive dividends. So let's dive in into the difference between dividend stocks and growth stocks by examples. So you got Disney. Disney has been around since 1923, which you could say that is an established company. 
And if you look at this five-year chart, you can see in the first, on January 2nd, 2015, it was $93.75. And you go all the way over to December 28th, 2018, is $107.30. So that's four years, and it only went up $14. So you're like, oh, $14 would be if you're a growth investor. But if you're a dividend investor, you're okay with that. You're not experiencing much major swings up and down. But then you but then as you can see, when something drastic like Disney Plus happens, you get that huge uptick in stock price. And you also gotta remember while that stock is going up, you're also gonna pay dividend stock. I mean dividend payments. So you're reaping the benefits of capital appreciation and the dividend payment. Now let's look at an example of a growth stock like Amazon. Amazon has been around since 1994 and look at the five years you can see you're going up 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 and up. Amazon clearly is one of the biggest companies in America and you can see it Growing, 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 growing. But then you see uh, it go down. But it didn't go down as bad as the next example I'll show you in a few. But this is an example of a growth stock because they're still early in their company's phase and they're still able to invest the profits back into their company for further growth. Another example of a Dividend stock is Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola has been around since 1902, 95 years before I was born. And as you can see in the five-year chart, on October 9, 2015, it was $200.14. And you look over here, four years later, $212. So there's not major swing over that four years, period. But if you... Look at the one-year chart. It's been up 65%, aka $116.61. So you would have reaped both that $116 growth, and you would have got the dividend payment on top of that. So once again, dividend stocks are for people who aren't really trying to take risk, trying to get some stable money, get dividend payments, sleep tight at night, not worried about their money. And then, if here's an, a bad example of a growth stock, Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat started off at $25, and then it went up all the way to $234.90, aka 839% gain. So now everyone was like, yes, I'm rich. I'm making so much money off of Beyond Meat, yada, yada, yada. And then here comes the volatility swings. And now you're all the way down to $75. So, which will be tough to swallow, tough pill to swallow. And Beyond Meat has been around since 2009, so it's a fairly new company. So they still have, they're still in the growing stage of their company. But this is an example of what a growth stock could possibly do. So those are the differences between growth stocks 
and dividend stocks. Dividend is a payout of a portion of a company's profit to those that are eligible, while a growth stock invests the profits back into the business. And where do you invest that? You can invest on Robinhood, M1 Finance, TD Ameritrade, Acorn invests stuff for you. There's many different places you can invest at. You can find what's best for you. And this is all about finding what's best for you. I'll put links in the comments in the description box in order for you to take or find value in any of the, the things that I'm showing you today. So I'll show you a few things I use in order to invest or keep up with investing in the stock market. So I go to Seeking Alpha. Seeking Alpha keeps me up to date with the latest news. It moves about trading articles. Keeps me up to the latest news. It shows me portfolio news that I have. And you can also look up your ticker symbol right here. And then it shows you the history of your company that you own. It gives you a summary of the stock price. You can look up dividends. Disney pays a dividend semi-annually. They pay 88 cents per share annually. I mean semi-annually, so twice a year. So Seeking Alpha is a pretty good website to use if you want to keep up to date with the news about your stock. And then you got Finviz, which keeps you up to date. I don't know how that happened, but Finviz keeps you up to date about the market and what market, I mean, what stocks are up or down majorly throughout the day. You can change it from one day performance all the way to a year, year performance, year to date. You can sort it out by many things like dividend yield or price per earnings, so on. You can do a world view about how different countries are doing, how their markets are doing, and so on. So I like to use this to see, oh, that this stock is down 10%, and then I would go diving in on why that company is down 10%, and so on. So the last thing I want to show you today is a lesson from Warren Buffett to show that don't be too hard on yourself when investing, because even the world's best investor, Warren Buffett, the Oracle of Omaha, made mistakes and loses out on money sometimes. So don't beat yourself up. And I hope you guys enjoy the story and learn a lesson from it. So let's begin. All the way back in 1966, a 36-year-old Buffett wound up meeting with theme park visionary Walt Disney in Anaheim, California. At the time, Disney was valued at $80 million. And CEO Walt Disney was in the process of realizing his vision for Disneyland. This included the addition of a new ride, Pirates of the Caribbean. I've never seen Pirates of the Caribbean, the movie. Um, tell me you guys' thoughts on Pirates of the Caribbean in the comments. But with the flawless balance sheet and room for growth, Buffett and his then partners agreed to become investors in Disney, taking a cool 5% stake in Disney. However, rather than hang on onto his Disney investment for the long term, which has sort of been the hallmark of any Buffett investment in recent decades, 
the work of Omaha sold its partnership stake in 1967 for 50% profit, which is good. 50% profit is good. Although Buffett didn't lose money, the $2 million profit that Buffett walked away with pales in comparison to what that position would be worth today. As of Disney's closing price on, February, on Friday, August 23rd, I'm recording this on, in December, so this is even worse. A 5% stake would be worth $11.86 billion in market cap. That's billion with a B. Plus, this 5% stake would have worked out to more than $1.1 billion worth of dividend income throughout the years. In effect, Buffett's early sale of Disney has cost more than $13 billion. Once again, that's billion with a B. But wait, there's more. In 1995, Disney announced the acquisition of Capital Cities slash ABC, of which Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway owns shares of. When completed, the $19 billion cash and stock deal led to Buffett owning 21 million shares of Disney stock. 21 million shares. That's a lot. Once again, rather than hanging on to Disney, Berkshire Hathaway completely sold out of his position in the company, originally valued at close to $400 million following the Capital Cities ABC deal. Those same shares would be worth $2.76 billion as of this past weekend. Additionally, these 21 million shares would have brought in almost $300 million in dividend income. Altogether, Buffett's decision to sell Disney early, not once, but twice, has meant foregoing in the neighborhood of $16 billion in investment in dividend gains. So, I hope you guys like that little story. hope you guys learn from it that even the world's greatest investor makes mistakes so don't beat yourself up like Buffett said in the original video even he doesn't know how to pick stocks sometimes so don't beat yourself up once again I hope you guys like the video I hope I brought you guys as much value as possible I love you guys hope you guys have a great rest of your day and let's get to investing.